It's time to wind down with Leah. Get in the mix with Kid Six. Kicking shop talk with Carl. Tell your day. Go and grab your phone. Tell a friend or two. It's therapy, sports talk, and entertainment news. It's time to wind down with Leah. Get in the mix with, with Kid Six. Kicking shop talk with Carl. Tell your day. Go and grab your phone. Tell a friend or two. It's therapy, sports talk, and entertainment news. And the max. And the max. What's good, everybody? You are now in the mix. It's your big dog, K6. Shoutouts, finest, Carlton, your dig, Nolia, aka the therapist. But it's all good because y'all know how we do. We always going to hold it down no matter what. This is episode 101. I feel like we have a lot to recap with y'all. You know, mixiners, man, we <clears> missed <throat> y'all. We held it down a couple weeks ago for the wine and slow jams, red carpet interviews. Everybody oh, yeah, came yeah. out, looked their Great best. Time. Some people great vibes. Everybody looked their best. You know, I you know me. I be I be like, you know, it ain't no point of being negative. Yeah. But it was it was it was it was a couple people in there that I'm not gonna be negative, but they were very, very uh for lack of a better word, annoying. Especially when I looked at their hair. I'm mean, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. And, and I know, know that, and I know that upset you as a barber too, man. That was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, I couldn't even look that man in his eyes. I could only look at his hairline. His yeah, See, stuff stuff like that, that bothers you, right? It gotta bother me. Yeah, like, like that was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, bro, come on, bro, because you don't gotta do that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why would the barber put you through that? And then I'm looking at him like, do you even know what you look like? Right? right. Now? You think that that looks good? Like I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know, man. Man, man, yeah, that that. You yeah. don't get into it, <clears throat> man. But shout out to everybody coming out, man, looking their best. Um, mm-hmm. It was a great vibe. We definitely had a good ass time. Um, shout out to everybody who came through for the interviews with us, um, man. I, you know, I felt like some of the songs that we were looking forward to hearing, we didn't get to hear. Like I yeah. thought, yeah. But it was cool. It was cool, man. It was still a good vibe. Everybody enjoyed themselves. Food was good. Um, everybody was dancing, just having a good time. It was nothing but good vibes from start to end. So shout out to Wine and Slow Gems, man. Uh, shout out to Davy J. We actually found out what the J stands for as well. So shout out to you, bro, for, for that was uh, important. sharing that. Yeah. That was important for the people to know. Shout Hell out to yeah. you for letting them know. That's a whole fact, man. Um, shout out to the sponsors, man. Wine O'Clock and Rich King Brand. Look, y'all, y'all see what we repping. Y'all, y'all see, y'all see what t- season it is. It's homecoming season. It's homecoming season, man. HBU season, man. Y'all know how we do. We rep year round. So of course, being that it's Lincoln as well as Morgan's homecoming the same weekend. Same weekend. I don't know why they do this to us. But for whatever reason, but we still gonna hold it down. I'ma still enjoy some time with, with the Morgan folks on Friday and then Saturday. You know, I gotta pull up to the home, man, because I, I missed the it's home. It's homecoming. Squad. You gotta go homecoming. home. Homecoming. You so, gotta go home, man. Definitely understand. Gotta go home. So the the weekend should be great. You know, no rain. Cause this rain been crazy. Uh shout out to Bowie, man. I was there this past weekend. Um, good vibes up there until the rain has started, but I'm sure folks still partied out there. There was actually a video circulating um, of a kid who who pa- actually passed out outside and was just laying on the floor, well, on the ground. At Bowie? Yeah. How did he? I don't know. Okay. He was alive one minute, and the next minute he was done. So it's safe to say Bowie won. That kid zero. Yeah, I'm about to say. Yeah. It, it was bad. It was bad. You know, it... Listen, 
Y'all gotta understand, we're in an era to where everything will make social media. So you gotta be alert at all times, no matter what. You feel like you can't take anymore? Go get some water, regroup, come back. Get back to life, man. Because let me tell you. People that's gonna be drinking. Yeah. Because let me tell you, man, it, it, it's ugly out here. It's ugly. You will. Listen, no matter who it is, your friends, whatever. They, they gonna pull them cameras out. <laughs> they gonna pull them cameras out. It's and they even, gonna out your ass. It's not much you can do about it either. Not much at all, man. But um Yeah, man. And then uh listen, man, I, I've been I've been, you know, preaching this, man. Health is wealth at all times, man. We completed our 30 day September challenge, ladies and gentlemen. So that was good, and what that consisted of was the 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups um, for 30 days. I just completed mine yesterday because I started um, a bit late, but now we're on the October challenge. Yeah. The October challenge consists of now 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups, 100 squats, and 50 pull-ups. I know the numbers sound crazy, y'all. I know the numbers sound mm. crazy. But don't let it scare you away because you can break it down. But I was just talking to C before oh, yeah. we got on here. I'm going to allow him to share what you can do to really break things down and still get the results you're looking for. This is what we do right here, man. Because there's always alternatives. Remember, mm-hmm. the objective is for us to stay fit and stay disciplined. We make it the October challenge in 31 days. You do it every single day no matter what. Mm-hmm. As far as breaking it down every single day, it's upon you how you break it down. And we just want you to get it done. So, yep. for instance, even how we would do before, if it's 200, 200, 250 pull-ups, you can break that in half. You can do 100 now, half later. You can break it in quarters where you do 25% of that here and then 50, 50, 50, 50, mm-hmm. whatever. Keep it going. Or I've made mine different this year. This is what we was just talking about. So, I made mine where I'm doing 100. I'm doing hundreds, you know, and then... With the uh, pull-ups, even with the pull-ups, 25 instead mm-hmm. of 50. What I do is time under tension. What's time under tension, you ask? Because I know that's what they ask. Of course. It's when you take your time doing it. Rather than doing down and coming up as a push-up, you take like five, six, seven seconds to go all the way down. Come up, that's one. You'll recognize that the feeling that you get from doing that is still a great feeling, and you don't have to do a large number of push-ups to get those results. And for the people who might be time-pressed, you could use that method, too. And even still, I do it in circuits. I do the whole thing, but I do half of it in, the, in one circuit, like push-ups, pull-ups, squats, and uh, sit-ups. And then I do the same thing in the same order right afterwards. Get that joint done. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we already pulling up. Like, October's already here. So, I mean, if you already behind, it's still early. It's yep. still the first week. You might as well start with us today. Hell yeah, man. It's, it's, it's really no excuses. No excuses, no excuses. at all. I'm not, I'm not even going front. Like, I was at the gym, and I saw I saw a guy in there, and I peeped. He had one leg. One leg. And he was in there getting it in. I'm like, yo, if my man's is still coming in here, getting it in, making on, no man. excuses for himself on, with one leg. Ain't no excuses. You got listen. two. You, might you shouldn't have an excuse if you walking around oh, with two man. legs and two arms and able to get out here and do something about it. That one leg probably mad strong. Facts. That one leg probably Hell mad. yeah, man. How far you think he could probably kick the field goal? I ain't going to front. He, he probably probably got a boot on him. He probably got He probably just He probably Tucker. got like, yeah. Tuck. And, 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 and he, Tuck. Tuck. 
Tucker's a hell of a kicker. That's a hell of a kicker. Tucker is a hell of a kicker, so I, 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 I would not be surprised, man. I would not be surprised. But yeah, y'all. So you know, man, we out here just man setting goals for ourselves. The the year is down there about to come to an end. We in the you fourth know, quarter. We in the fourth quarter. You know, Halloween's approaching. Then we got Thanksgiving. Then we got Christmas. So long, twenty twenty two. Hello, twenty twenty three. It's crazy to even say that. Like, it's really crazy, man. But, you know, it's still it's still ways for you to close out the year and then go into the new year on a fresh start. All right? Mm-hmm. Don't wait for the new year to try to do things differently. Just close it out. You have time. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Listen, I'm going to continue to preach it. Health is wealth no matter what. Whether it's your physical, your mental, spiritual, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Remember that. Health is wealth. Especially for our black folks out there, man. I know that. We need it all. Yeah, we nah, need we it all, it. man. So listen, we repping. Y'all see how we doing. And we got the denim hats, hats flowing they as well. I recognize that name. This for my true Morgan people out here. I'm, I'm not even going to explain. This for my. This is only for <laughs> my true Morgan people out here. Come on, man. Listen, it's a good thing Leah not here because, you know. And she might not know. She might not she know. Not know. Then on top of that, you know, she she not HBC bread either. She <sighs> repping okay. Towson and everything. Some people come from the trenches. Some people don't. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You got the is. streets and you got the sidewalks. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know y'all know what side Leah came on. Come the on, sidewalk. Man. Y'all already know, man. But yeah, we're going to dive right in because we got shop talk. We got an interesting shop talk for y'all. Of course, we're going to compile in there as well. Some sports talk as well as some entertainment because there's been a few things that's been going on lately. All right. So we definitely uh-huh. got to catch y'all up on the NFL. NBA season is officially back. All right, Ben Simmons played his first preseason game as a Brooklyn Net. All right, we're going to touch on that. Pat Bev is a Laker. We're going to touch on that and more. So let's just jump right into it, man, because, you know, we got to recap a little bit on the NFL. Let's get into um, it. Your team right now is sitting at 2-2, two and two, the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, could have very well easily been 3-1, and one, but, you know, it's okay. Okay. I just don't understand. Do, do, do they not value Justin Fields as their as their future? Because you you would think that they would try to like build an offensive line. You would think they would try to like make the scheme fit around his athleticism. Yeah. yeah. Um. You what hope. what? So so, if you look at the history of my organization, they're not known for having like athletically skilled quarterbacks. That's true. Let alone black quarterbacks. Justin Fields is the second black quarterback we've ever had in the history of the Chicago Bears. Second. Number two ever. Who was the first? A guy, uh, I forget his name, but he's from like 60 years ago. He's a black guy from very long. It was like the 70s or something like that. 60s or something. But very long time ago. something new every day. Very long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so to that point, and I hate, like I I hope they're not trying to sabotage him because you know how... Playing in systems that's not meant for you can affect your confidence. Oh, and yeah. It can affect how you might possibly do on another team or the rest of your career as an NFL player. Mm-hmm. And so, off the rip, we see how we see, we know his talents and his gifts. We see right. him at OSU. And first of all, first and foremost, every quarterback needs an O line. I don't care who Hell yeah. We don't have a O it, it doesn't even seem like they care to protect this man, you know. And then it's harder for him to, to get into his skill. 
and get into what he's good at because mm-hmm. he's constantly scrambling. He has like .5 seconds in the pocket, which is nothing. That's that's insane. As soon as you hike the ball, you got to run for your life. And right. then he's getting tackled. His O-line is just looking clueless, letting people get to him. And and then I thought when we, we had like, you know, we fired some people, hired some people in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I thought that that would help. It clearly didn't. And I don't think that they even – I don't think that the Bears know what to do with a quarterback like him because they're not used to even going after that. Yep. So they kind of approaching it the same way they've always approached other stuff, mm-hmm. and it's not working. And I just, I mean, I want the best for him, and at this point it's just like even if that means not playing for the Bears, for his protection. Cause yeah. I don't want them to have – I don't want people to be looking at the black quarterback and be like, see, this is why we don't drive black quarterbacks. And it's mm, like, right. nah, this is y'all fault. That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. It's cool, man. We could we could easily be three and one. The the Packers game, I mean, they got that. They they, they yeah. got that. I, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna reiterate what all the Packers fans love to tell me that Aaron Rodgers said. But that's enough right there. <laughs> but this Giants game, we could have won that. And oh yeah, and I know you got some friends that's Giants fans, yeah, so I know yeah. they ain't gonna let up yet. I'm not even talking to them right now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Not even talking to y'all. I'm just gonna keep. Blame you. Just gonna act like that didn't happen. Like, right. Because they suck too, but they yeah. beat us. So yeah. it's just like as long as they suck and we suck, then I I'm gonna just be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna right. say next. Man, think y'all can make the playoffs? I mean, y'all sitting at two and two right now. Uh, no. Nah, no playoffs. Only and and even even if we could, I don't want. I wouldn't want us to make the playoffs. With the system of players that we have right now, because mm, they're gonna they're gonna go after Justin Fields crazy. Yeah, and it's gonna, I don't want his I don't want his first playoff experience to be like a non confident. Gruesome, yeah, it would definitely be ugly, man. Uh, speaking of ugly, the Steelers are sitting at one and three. Uh, Mike Tomlin could be sitting on the brink of his first his first, ladies and gentlemen, losing season. Um, I know at the beginning we were making our predictions, you know, and I, I was very confident with saying the Steelers can make the playoffs. Uh, well, with Watt being down, our our defense has sucked tremendously. It's like the only playmaker on that defense is Minka Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Um, and then on top of that, Mitch Trubisky was horrible, and we, we had a spark. Ladies and gentlemen, um, this past weekend, uh, second half, Kenny Pickett, he came in and he, he brought a spark to the offense. Um, you know, I, I was extremely hard on the pick. Y'all already know I was not a fan of it. I really wanted yeah. us to get Malik Willis. Um, I was telling C this. I'm like, yo, I was not a fan of it. I would really have to wait and see what his game is like in person. And to be honest with you, the guy came out um, – Granted, his first NFL pass was an interception, but it was yeah, not his fault. It yeah, was not his fault. If you were 6'4", being guarded, being defended by a 5'9 defensive back, 5'9", 6'4", that should be easy for you to dominate. And let me tell you something. You cannot come into the league and talk like you that guy. But they, you don't play yeah, like you that I'm guy. Say, they're not gonna let you forget that. They gonna at remember, all. They remember that. At they all. That stuff. Claypool, you can't talk that talk and not walk the walk, bro. Like you're six four. It should be no reason as to why Kenny Pickett. And that was a perfect pass. He put it at the highest point for you to go up and get that, and you dropped it, and it turned into an interception. So, um, 
but yeah, his confidence level, I I, I love it. Um, I was like, yo, this kid, this kid, he, he could be, he could really be the future of Pittsburgh. I I, I like what I saw. I couldn't even be upset. Um, some of our receivers, they just got to do better. But I will say, Kenny Pickett and George Pickens are going to be a problem. George Pickens got his first 100-yard receiving game of his career. He did. The first of many more to come. See what happens when you look George Pickens' way? See what happens when you have a quarterback who can throw and get you the ball. So, so y'all, one and three right now. One and three. I feel like y'all going to turn it around, but do you got playoff hopes? Uh, I don't have playoff hopes. Are we going to turn it around? Let me give y'all our four-game stretch, ladies and gentlemen. We have this upcoming weekend, the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Then we have the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Then we have, no, excuse me. After Buffalo, we have Tampa Bay. Mm. Then we have Miami. Then we have Philly. Mm. That's a crazy four-game stretch. A crazy four-game stretch for a one-and-three team with a now starting rookie quarterback. I don't, I don't, I don't see y'all going zero and four. I don't know, bro. We we done lost back-to-back home games already, and I, I I'm still calling it Heinz Field. I don't even look. I don't, I don't like this new name, this new stadium. But yeah, we done already lost back-to-back home see. games. We gonna see, cause I know. Uh, the Miami game, y'all might, y'all might be able to steal the Miami game. We should be able to, but you know our Buffalo, secondary, our Buffalo, secondary yeah. is kind of bad, and we don't have the corners that can really keep up. Yeah. With Tyreek or you, Wild. Yeah, you're right. They too quick. They yeah. Very, very fast. Too quick. Buffalo, I don't, I, I don't think y'all gonna be Buffalo. Uh, I, I don't see that happening either. And we just saw what Buffalo did with Baltimore, back to back weekends yeah. where Baltimore blew a lead. Crazy. We gonna see. Y'all might be able to steal that Tampa Bay game, though. I'm not gonna lie. I hope y'all might be able to steal that Tampa Bay. Game. If we could steal one of these games, I feel like it might boost some type of momentum for us. I think the Tampa Bay game would be the one, and that's a great game to steal against Tom Brady. Yeah, it, it definitely would be, especially going into Philly, because I don't, I don't know if Philly gonna still be looking how they look right now around what's that like week? I think that's like, like eight or something like that. Yeah, week seven, week eight. I don't think they're gonna be. I don't. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that they're not, but. Mm-hmm. You know they could they could be looking totally different by it. So we going. We shall see. We shall see. see but but speaking of Miami, speaking man, of Miami, we, we we have to stick to Miami and um, what we saw um, with how they handled Tua and the yeah. concussion protocol um, because he suffered a concussion a week prior, right? To him suffering another concussion that left him pretty much stuck on the ground. For the people um, out there, if y'all need to reference it, I mean, we're not going to show it anything. You can clearly go and look it up. But the first right. week, he got hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got up and tried to run away and, like, collapsed almost. They had to catch him and put him back on his feet and he, so he can walk away. They put him into concussion protocol. And then, for some reason, somebody cleared him to continue the game. And then uh, the very next game, he got slammed like he gave his getting tackled against the Bengals against the Bengals and that was a Thursday night game Thursday night game so it was broadcasted everywhere it was on Amazon but it was the only game on so you mm-hmm. couldn't miss it he gets slammed and he got hit so hard where it's like his fingers was like stuck yeah like, and 
that they took him out clearly, but people were upset because they was like, he shouldn't have been in the game in the first mm-hmm. place because of what happened in the previous game. So right. we gotta we definitely gotta dig into that. I didn't like I didn't like the fact that they kept him in the previous game and that they played him the next game. We understand that football is a man's game. Um but we also understand that, you know, safety is everything. Uh you have some coaches who will handle players and will you know, will stick to it and tell them no. And then you have some organizations to where they'll just be like, you know, go ahead and go out there and we'll you know, still make it happen. Seems as though this Miami Dolphins organization just don't know how to handle their players. I don't know. Um, or their stat. Like, I, I, I really don't know um, what goes on behind closed doors in Miami, but clearly it's, it's nothing positive. You know, we already know the situation that occurred with uh, Brian Flores, uh, yeah. who's now the Steelers um, uh, linebackers coach. Um. So yeah, man, it, it's like when you hear things about Miami and the Dolphins, it's like it's nothing good. And to see Tua um, go out like that was definitely a, a, a scary situation. And this is coming from someone who actually uh, suffered a concussion. You know, in, in high school, I had suffered a concussion, and um, it, it's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling, and um, you know. I had suffered a concussion in the game, and the crazy part is I was taken out, and then I came back in the game, and then that following week, I got hit, and I blacked out, and then I was going on. And, like, I was trying to get back up, and the ref was like, stay down, stay down, and I'm like, you know, so I get it. It's it's, it's a scary situation, and, um, you know... Tua, he's young. He's what, like maybe 24, 25? Yeah, this kid is young. And, um, I mean, he's suffered, you know, other injuries as well, dating back to when he was playing at Alabama. But um, it a hit like that can really be, you know, life-threatening as well as career-ending for him. And, um, yeah, Miami is lucky they're not – being sued right now, folks are lucky that Dang. they still have a job right now. We gonna see if that if it stays like that, right? Uh, they so first of all they fired the doctor. They did. That, oh yeah, that cleared them. Which for one, if you ask me, that was a clear indication of them placing the blame on somebody that they can easily throw under the bus. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, when you have the doctor that's there to do his job. Most of these doctors can do their job, but they'd be influenced by the people that's paying them to just do whatever they say. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, we've seen what happened, but we need him in the game. So can you do something? And he's like, well, this is the most I can do. It might not mm-hmm. work. And they're like, well, whatever, clear him. And then he back in the game and because they'd be putting money towards these people and they want him to play. We know how that goes. Right. And then as soon as they fired him, they was just like, oh, he's a, a, a non-affiliated doctor. And now, if you noticed on Sunday, I was noticing every time they talked about these doctors, they keep calling them not affiliated. And it's almost mm. like, now y'all trying to save face for the NFL because yep. you, we know we know y'all the culprits because y'all Hell always yeah. are. Always. So, come on, man. You, you don't see a player get hit like that and get up wildly. And then the very, not even, the Thursday. It was a right. Thursday game. Don't even have much time to really prep in. Yeah. How do you even get cleared that quickly? 
we know that any kind Come of on. real concussion takes more than a few days to hell out. yeah you know what i'm saying literally literally mm-hmm. like i'm talking uh my niece was just on a roller coaster and she like hit her head on a roller coaster it oh, wasn't sh- even a bad concussion nothing like that yeah as a matter of fact they weren't even sure if it was like a full concussion or a mm-hmm. mile probably like a mile at most but she still had to take a week off from work Right. And she just, like, her job, it's not like she a football player or nothing like that. Yeah. So everybody was just like, imagine you are a football player. Mm-hmm. And you get a few days, and you right back out there getting sacked and stuff right. like that. Like, come on, bro. It's crazy. It's not slick. It is really wild, man. But we definitely going to keep y'all in the mix and, and for sure with that. Because, listen, man, something like that, it, it's scary out here. It's definitely scary, man. Um, moving on. Because NBA is back. They're back. Preseason games started. And um, Ben Simmons officially put on <laughs> his Brooklyn Nets uniform. He did. And he played. And their first game was actually against the Philadelphia 76ers. Which is hilarious. Hilarious. He did, he did Sixers play. did win. I mean, that was at, without uh, Harden and Embiid. Uh, yeah. But what, what what did you think? Because they had, they had KD, Irvin. Yeah, and um, Ben out there. They played. They didn't play. They didn't play a whole lot of minutes. Like they didn't play like a full regular game. Right. But they let them in there because you know the people. That's what they came to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They came to see them on the court together. So, I mean, from what we've seen, Ben Simmons looked pretty confident. You know, he looked, he looked a lot more confident than we would have thought he would have looked. Mm. You know? Based on like you know the stuff that's been going on about him right over the past couple of years, but could this be his bounce back season? I think, I think it will be in the okay. sense that like I don't know if he'll be an all star, mm. but I do know that from how he looks, you know, and then you got KD and Kyrie. That's two. Yeah. That's two great people. If if you could bounce back, those are two people that can help you bounce back. That's true. Because you don't, you don't need to shoot because both of them are complete, absolute right. scorers. Hell yeah. So you can stick to playing defense, grabbing your rebounds, getting your uh, assists. Mm-hmm. A lot of assists with them, a lot of rebounds, yep. whatever. And then if you, like, they'll lead you to certain points that they know he's able to get. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, do I think he'll bounce back? I think he'll bounce back. The real question is still upon the success of his team, though. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even about it ain't about him bouncing back as a player because he can look all right, but yeah. the Nets still have like they still looked at as a championship contender mm-hmm. for a lot of people out there. And so that's a lot of pressure for yep. a guy that's bouncing back. So yeah. we're gonna see we gonna we're we gonna see how they how they do. Definitely should see how they do, man. Um <clears throat> Lakers, you know, we we'll still continue to watch and see how they do. Uh, it's it's funny to actually see Pat Bev in the Lakers <laughs> uniform. I'ma just say that, y'all. Like it's hilarious to me. Um will Russ be a Laker going into the regular season? Yes. Will he be a Laker for a full season? No. I think they'll find a way to get rid of him by the trade deadline. Think so? I believe so. I believe so. If they happen to hold on to him for the entire season, I could I can understand why, and it's just due to the fact of his contract. That's what I'm finna say. Um, it's hard to get rid of that contract. Right, right. So it's kind of like you got to eat that up and just chalk it up. But it's gonna be an interesting season. I will say that. Um, but I'm glad NBA season is back. But man, 
the breaking news for the NBA really was I, do we even still I, I, do we call him former Celtics head coach? I don't think we call him former yet. Not just yet. Not just yet. But he's suspended for a full year. He's suspended for a full year, but he's still the the, the he's still the head coach. The the guy that's in his place right now is one of his assistants. He's an intern. Mm. So we we at least at least as far as putting some respect on his name on his title still because mm-hmm. he still has it. I guess you know what I'm saying. We 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 just got to be like you know he's still the coach. And for those who don't know who we're referring to, we're referring the people to know. Um, M.A. Udoka. I pronounced this name correctly. I just got to make sure. Uh, M.A. Udoka. Yes, sir. (sighs) He made headlines, y'all. And it it wasn't for all the right things. All right? Um, At all. It wasn't anything right, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it definitely wasn't, man. (laughs) It definitely wasn't. To to the point to where you had some folks who were really trying to back him. And then when when you have folks like Matt Barnes... Matt Barnes, we retract what he had to say and then let y'all know, like, yeah, what he did was out of pocket. Yeah, you know, you know, he he messed up big time. And one is just like, I I feel as though, like, everyone's, you know, focus, of course, which I get is kind of like, bro, you really risked it all when you got Nia Long. Nia Long. I just need y'all to understand that. Nia Long. Still fine as hell. Nia in her 50s, right? She is. In her 50s, still looking bad. Nia looked better than some of the women that I went to high school with. Right now. Right now. I would do anything for Nia Long right now. If you're watching this, listen. You know what I'm saying? I just want to let you know. Come home. <laughs> listen. Come home. It's nothing in Boston anyway but racism. Ain't Facts. Too. So, you know, let's just... Come on, man. You don't got to deal with that over here. So, have they have they fully announced, like, the, the, the details of what had taken place behind closed doors with this whole situation? Or is this still just speculation right now? It's a lot of speculation right now. Okay, still. because... You know, it was a lot of folks, especially folks on Twitter, that was coming for, uh, she's the only black, she was like the black what, um, assistant. She was, she, she was on She was on the, the actual, like, staff. Staff. Of, okay. Of it wasn't just like a, somebody that works for the organization. It's like the, you were on the actual staff. For right, the right. Um, damn, what was her name, too? I, damn. That and that's crazy, but a, a lot of folks were coming after her as well, yeah, yeah. and it's crazy because she really had nothing to do with it. Um, At all, they they cleared her name. Yeah, they cleared her. Yeah, name. they cleared her name. Had to, and she had nothing to do with it, uh, which is so crazy, man. It's just kind of like once breaking news hits, and then all you need is really a name, and then everybody's just going to attack until they get the full story. And then that's just when they, you know, backtrack and be like, all right, well, you know, sorry about that. But then they just go after the folks who were guilty of what transpired. Um, But yeah. So this is this was my thing, right? This Mm -hmm. is one of my takes on it. So 
I feel like there had to have been somebody. It had to have been somebody, like maybe of a higher position or a, a notary position. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was messing with like their girlfriend or their wife or something like that for yeah. this to come to light. Yeah. That's the only thing because we don't know who the woman is. Right. So the fact that we don't know who the woman is means one of two things. Either they're trying to protect the woman because that would reveal the man who's like, you know, attached to her, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, and this is like the excuse that they're going with. they saying that because he's in the leadership position. We can disclose that he was involved, but because she's in a lower position or whatever, not it's not necessary for us to know who she is. But again, for us to know what happened, it's like we have to know that something happened with him. Yeah. And then for them to disclose certain details, it's like, what do you think? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then this is the part that kind of pissed me off. The same woman that you was just talking about that's on the Lakers that on the Celtic staff, um, when you don't disclose who the woman is, it causes people to speculate. Right, right. And like, oh, he was with a female. And it's like, okay, they're going to start to look for females that it could have possibly been because that's mm-hmm. the age that we live in. Yeah. And so her being like the only one on that staff, you know, she's not the only one that works for the organization, clearly. Her working for that staff is like people automatically started to like, you know, like mention her and unnecessarily she just caught a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Which was like, you know, it was unwarranted. And so to that point, also, it's like they could, if they were going to suspend him, they could have just been like, you know, he did something that was detrimental. We don't want to disclose what it is, especially if you're not going to fire him. Right. You know, if you're going to suspend him, then that means that he still has a chance to come back. And then a lot of that is uh, dependent upon how successful the team is without him as the head coach. Allison uh, Fester was her name. Allison Fester. black woman. Shout out to Allison Fester. Hell yeah. You know, but... uh, the point that I'm making, though, too, is that, I mean, first of all, the guy who's interim head coach right now, you have to go to the NBA Finals if you have a, if you want to have a legit shot, in my eyes, of taking his job. Because mm-hmm. he's fresh out of the NBA Finals. The last game he coached was the NBA Finals. Game. Right. So, like, but um, also, I do feel like uh, it's just, it's, it's just... It has to be something to do with somebody else's like spouse oh, yeah. or something like that. Oh like, yeah, you already know. You're still boss. You're a Lakers fan, so you. Yeah. I, I know you probably looking like the Celtics up to something again. Yup. I'm it just gotta like goddamn. You know what? The sad part is, it's like you and you and racist ass Boston man. So I know it. I know it has nothing to do with another black woman, yeah, which yeah, means you, know, you risk it care. all for an average basic ass white woman, which is. Bad when you have Nia Long. Nia Long. Come home. Come home. Stop playing. Like, mm. Stop playing. Come home. Ah, <sighs> man. Yeah. It's all good. Though, That's man. it. Oh, man. All bad. They didn't fire him. They didn't, you know, but we're yeah. we, we going to see what comes from this, though. Yeah, we're going to keep y'all in the mix with that. That is for sure. That's for sure, man. Um... Moving on to some entertainment, man, because I, I feel as though we, we, we have a few things to discuss with the entertainment world. And um, I, I feel as though it's, it's a lot of terms that folks really toss around, but I feel as though they don't really know the, 
the full mm-hmm. meaning behind it, right? You know, it's kind of like when you hear a word, you kind of just jump on a bandwagon and just want to use it, right? It's, it's the new, it's the new, it becomes the new thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It's and the, um, It's the new popular word. You know, I, I think um, when, when folks get into the industry, um, you have a lot of folks that say, that use the word blackball. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And for whatever reason, there have been some chatter going around that um, the baby who recently dropped an album, what, like maybe a week, two weeks ago or so, I don't know. Right, right. Um, they're saying that he's been blackballed in the industry, and it's kind of like you, you're wondering, well, where, where did he get blackballed initially? I, I've never been a fan. Like, I feel as though he does, like, he raps to the same beat. Has the same flow. Uh, it's just he's the a, a basic artist, really. Um, you hear more about his outside troubles than his music. Um, and then when he did drop the album, the only chatter that really had folks going that kept it trending um, was the fact that he mentioned in one of his songs that he slept with Matt. You don't get no points for that. You don't. Um, so I feel as though even if it's not true, I think he definitely got the people talking and wanting to go listen <laughs> to the album or just go to that song. So or about to say, or so we thought. Right. Um, it still didn't help his sales. Uh, but I think, you know, I, no one, I don't think the baby is being blackballed. In the industry, I think the baby is. I think folks are really opening up their eyes and realizing that his music just isn't good. That that's just what it is. It all sounds the same. So same flow, same beat. I mean, what his music's just not good. I think I think his situation is one of those situations where. You know how, like, because people loved him a few years ago. They definitely they, did. Like, like women were lusting after him. Guys mm-hmm. was rocking with him, whatever. Because I will say this about him. He doesn't have a sound that's similar to other artists. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's a, that's a, that's one of the things that made him so unique. That made people love him when he initially mm-hmm. came out. But as you start to see some people's versatility, which... Which, mind you, I feel like that's like a two-way street. Because some yeah. people, their versatility makes them last. But then some people, them being that good at what they do, mm-hmm. that makes them last because it's like, I want to hear you do this because you're so good at it. Right? right, right. So in his case, it was like people was rocking with that. And they was cool with him. And it, I don't want to say it was so much like, we, we love what you do so much we want to hear you do it all the time. Because it became circumstantial. Mm-hmm. And it becomes circumstantial. When you start to do controversial shit. So yeah. in that case, it's like, all right, people kind of start to side-eye him a little bit. It's like you start to do certain stuff, and they're like, you ain't really good enough in a lot of people's eyes to be wilding the way that you wilding and yeah. act as cocky as you act. And it's like, all right, that's your thing. But it's like, bruh, like, like it ain't what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And so now to go to the blackballing thing, right? I don't know if I even want to call it blackball. Cause so remember the the comments he had at Rolling Loud. Yep. About you know the uh, the LGBTQ thing, which was like him saying somebody's 
give a head in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. He made another comment about people with HIV. Yeah. A lot of it was deemed as insensitive. He apologized. He kind of put his foot in his mouth a little bit. Then he apologized to some of it, but he didn't really. And then after that happened, uh, the stuff with his baby mother with Danny Lee, whatever, mm-hmm. that, that was going crazy. And then he, next thing you know, he's fighting his... Uh, Fighting his brother, fighting her brother at the bowling alley, all yep. kind of stuff. So it was just like, on top of that too, at Rolling Loud, he brought out Tory Lanez, and everybody was like, "Damn, I thought you and Megan was cool like that, because mm-hmm. y'all got a couple great hits together." Yeah. And then next thing you know, you bring out Tory, and Megan is just like, "Damn, that's crazy." And next thing you know, you on the album talking about how you slept with her. So it's certain things where it's just like, people just like, yeah. Not really feeling the same. And then mm-hmm. the comparison that they was making was that his last album did like 150K in the first week. And then this one was scheduled to do like 19K or something like that in the first week. Mm-hmm. But that album also came out in like 2020, I think like that. I think so. Like Somewhere around there. two years ago. And in the midst of it, since then, it's been so much stuff that's happened. Right. It made people be like, we don't want to rock with you. On top of that, certain things, or if you want to say blackball. You want to say blackballed? I mean, I guess it's certain comments that people take high offense to, mm-hmm. and then the machines that were behind you before, they can just decide that they're not behind you anymore. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily blackballing. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I wouldn't say <clears throat> that. Like, if you're doing, if your actions, if people are seeing your actions and you're doing things and not holding yourself accountable for your actions, you can't necessarily say that anyone's blackballing you. Yeah. You're just doing this to yourself. Blackballing is actually like if I have the type of power to where I can tell somebody like, yeah, don't, yo, don't. Oh, shit. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck with C, you know, and. Folks not rocking with C, he gonna be like, yo, what the hell going on here? Because he's unaware of it. Right. Folks just not rocking with him. He hasn't been done anything negatively, but because I'm a higher up and I have that type of authority and power that I could just be like, yeah, don't rock with him. I don't even have to give you a legitimate reason. Just don't rock with him. That's blackballing because he's unaware of what he's done. He can't get any work now because I told everyone in the industry not to rock with him, and they're not rocking with him. That's, That's blackballing, That's ladies and gentlemen. In this situation, you just did some wild stuff. Right. Some of the machines that you had behind you anymore, mm-hmm. like you can't really stand behind you. Yeah. And now you didn't have the strong enough fan base mm-hmm. to still go through. So, like, I mean, you're doing this to yourself. Yeah. Man. You're doing this Kinda. to yourself, man. Um, when you do the type of things that you do. You have no one else to really blame but yourself. Speaking of blaming folks and not holding themselves accountable ever in life, Antonio Brown. Oh my God. Made headlines yet again, ladies and gentlemen. And no, it's not for, you know, a tremendous catch or any records that he's breaking. It's him pretty much being naked in a pool. Um down there. Smacking his balls on a woman's face, putting his ass in her face. Uh, Wasn't this the same kind of flashing stuff that he got folks. in trouble for doing? Yeah, he a wild man. Um, not not to mention, not even to mention the fact that the man goes to IG and posts a pic of 
Tom, him hugging Tom Brady's wife after they won the Super Bowl. It's like, when will the man stop? I don't know who's on his team. I don't know anyone on the team that's actually going to hold the man accountable. I'm sure they don't. They probably find all of his antics hilarious, which they are not, because they make it makes him look stupid. It's a wild man. But it's just like, dude, one minute it's, you know, the NFL this, the NFL that, the NFL, you know, stop me from doing this, coaches stop me from doing this, and they've been holding me back. But then you go out here, and then folks look at you crazy and be like, bro, is it the NFL or is it you? And the crazy part about it is that it could be both. Because we know the NFL be wilding. They definitely do. to a certain extent, too, we know the NFL will absolutely throw people under the bus that are wilding too. Mm-hmm. So it's like the NFL can be like, yeah, you wilding, but we can't cover up what you do. Like we cover right. up what we do. You're out yeah. Here. And you telling us like, oh, they wilding. And then we see a video of you butt naked wilding out again. And it's like, come on, dog. Ain't no excuse in that. Listen, I mean, just because you have X amount of money and your name is Antonio Brown does not mean you can just go out and do all the wild, crazy things. I feel like you can get away with it and everybody's going to applaud that because they are not. They're not. They're you not are not applaud. this generation's Dennis Rodman. I just need you to understand that. What Rodman was doing back in the day, he was wild and crazy. But he still went out and balled out. He did. But he was still a wild dude. But that was him. He wasn't detrimental to the team. Some of the right. stuff he, was, he wasn't out here butt naked in the pool slinging his sword on people like wilding out like he wasn't doing all you know that, he like. was just taking trips to Vegas for two three days come on you man. know might have missed a few practices but I mean when it was game time he came ready hell even when it was practice time when they got him back in there he was yeah. still ready but it's just like AB you gotta do better man it's just because you were really on pace to, to heaven like a hell of a Hall of Fame career ahead of you. And if you really think that the league will even consider giving you a gold jacket, then it's not not happening. Hell, look how long it took for T.O. to get his gold jacket. And T.O. should have been first ballot. Easily. But because of his antics and how he was on and off the field. And he wasn't even that bad. At all. It wasn't. He just wasn't kissing nobody's ass. Right. And they didn't like that. But what you're doing, it's just like... And, and I, to be honest with you, I know a lot of folks keep wanting to scream CTE. He needs to get screened for CTE. I feel as though that's just who he is as a person. Once he got that money, it, it just made his, his head big. His ego really came out, and he just been showing who he truly is. Like this is who he is. I don't, I don't think CTE has anything to do with anything. I, I just think me personally, in my opinion, I think this is just who Antonio Brown is. He you know feels like he's untouchable. You know what? I think it's both. I think that he already is who he is, and he's the person that's wild and that thinks he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. And then when you add in CTE, it makes it worse. Mm. It's one of them type situations where it's just like, bruh, you already was a wild man. Right. So you take a wild man and you bang his head up for a long time, and then you set him back free into the world with some money and the Super Bowl win and 
a little bit of whatever, and he just gonna take that and run with it like he been doing. You feel like you can just be naked in the pool. Yeah, wilding out. It's really and it's really insane. It's really insane, it's good, dude. Man. Dude really needs to get some help, but I don't think he wants the help. Um, I think he feels as though he's just pretty normal and that he owes the world nothing and that the world owes him. And he should just be able to do whatever he pleases. But that's not the case in this world, A.B. That's not the case. You really got to do better. You seriously got to do better. Um, It's going to be cool. And to be honest with you, he, he does certain shit. You know, to, to, to the white women. I ain't even going to front because half the stuff that he does to them, he wouldn't do none of that shit to black women. I don't see him doing that because black women definitely wouldn't tolerate that. I'm going to be honest with Listen, you. Man. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but uh, there was also some breaking news, some shocking news at that. But we've also been, you know, seeing some videos and, and pics of Rihanna, you know, going to the studio and everything. She'll also be headlining this year's Super Bowl. Well, 2023 Super Bowl. Um, definitely looking forward to that. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great performance. I will say this past Super Bowl um, headline was at. To be honest with you, it was great. It was yeah. really amazing. Um, you know, with Fifty and Dr. Dre and all of them, and M, like that was that was a hell of a performance. I was about to say it's funny because people were saying that like they was basically saying that there's gonna be a football game at the Rihanna concert. You know that you know the Rihanna Navy is just like, oh, that's crazy that Rihanna's so nice that she's gonna allow these people to play football. Right. Yeah, at concert, you know. Hell yeah, man. That's how crazy this about. Um, uh, but yeah, man. Shout out to Rihanna, man. She uh getting back. At, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing some new music. I will say that. Um, it's it's been a long time. It's she been a long cool. time. I think her last album she dropped back in 2016 or 17. Well, like yeah, we definitely yeah, we need some new music. We need some new music. But it's going to be dope to see her perform at the Super Bowl. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, and then we have hair. So, you know, uh, Netflix, they, they've been dropping a lot of docuseries um, on there. And um, one of the most recent ones. And I, I feel as though they always have like a, a documentary, a docuseries going on. When it comes to, uh, um, you know, folks like Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, there's so many things that have been dropped on him lately. But in, in this docuseries, uh, it was a 10-part 10, 10 docuseries. And it more so focused on the victims and what others had experienced, um, you know, around Dahmer, right? We all know Dahmer was a, a weirdo. He, no. he extremely weird, extremely weird. He's an infamous American serial killer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what he did was by far gruesome, sick. I don't even know how a person like that could really live with themselves with the stuff that they were doing. Um, but there were some folks who were like, you know, folks should boycott the series. Um, they shouldn't support it, and um, I, you know, I I feel like for someone like myself, that's 
you know, I'm interested in, you know, documentaries and docuseries and whatnot and learning about someone's life and what would make them want to do this. Like, I, I read up on things like that about these serial killers because I'm just like, yo, what goes through the mind of a serial killer? Like, what makes you want to do this? Um, and it would, to be honest with you, like, hearing some of the stories and, of course, like, you know, that when, when it comes to certain shows or movies and whatnot, even if it's based on a true story, of course, they're going to embellish it a bit. But just, you know, watching the episodes and then, like, learning the stories about the victims it was it was extremely sad yeah extremely sad as a matter of fact sickening but also it was just like i'm not gonna lie i was really questioning i was like damn y'all was really y'all y'all was really going back home with this man like y'all was really going back home with this man jeffrey like really going back home with him that was insane to me but Dude was just, it was like he just showed no remorse. And it was crazy. But I think what was even crazier is the fact that the police officers gave no fucks. <sighs> a 14-year-old child. Y'all know this man is a pedophile. I don't get it. The woman was telling y'all, damn near calling y'all every single day. Y'all gave no fucks. Because the victims were what? Black and homosexual. Yep. It, it was just crazy. It was really crazy. Um, so that, you know, something like that also shed light on, you know, the, the Milwaukee police as well. Because they clearly didn't care. They had a number of times to arrest this man. And they didn't. They didn't even fully inspect his place because they would have easily been able to find a body laying right on the side of the bed. Man. It, it was just crazy, man. I think, to be honest with you, I think like one of the saddest ones, but I think they also, from what I, from what I was reading, they embellished a little bit on that story um, with... Uh, with the deaf guy that he quote unquote had like a romantic relationship with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they I think what Netflix did was try to like drag it out a bit for them with their love romance. Um, it wasn't what Netflix made it to be, but it was still to like even just watching that it was still just sad at the fact that like he did that. Dude was just so, the, so the, oh, man, the freaking show, first of all, they didn't even like contact the victims' families. So they was all they were all kind of blindsided by the fact that Netflix was doing this and they released it and all of that. And the families is like, you know, we don't get anything from this. Right, like, right. We, we are the ones affected by it. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but you didn't even tell us before or ask our permission if it was okay to, you know, depict our family members that we lost yep and then we live in a very weird society where people fetishize stuff like this mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they they kind of did the thing with same thing with teddy bunny they had a yep. story about that sure did they the same thing with uh jeffrey dahmer and the craziest part about it is that like it's so much stuff that it's like almost irresponsible to 
portray in a certain way. Like we know it's certain levels that you have to, certain things that you have to do if you're going to like portray this. Because people mm-hmm. like documentaries. They like, this wasn't so much a documentary as it was a series. Right. And the crazy part about it is that, um, I think it's Evan Peters, the guy that played him. Mm-hmm. He's a very, very good, like scary, scary movie actor. Like he, we see him in uh, American Horror Story. He does his thing, and he was just trying to. He did a great job portraying Dom. I will he give did. him that. He but did. People kind of taking the thing and they making jokes about it. They fetishizing after certain parts of the story, and it's mm-hmm. just like, it's just like it's not meant to make you think of it in that way. Right. And so before you make it, you kind of got to understand that even if that's not the way that you intended for people to receive the documentary, Mm -hmm. to receive the series, that people might still take it that way. So you might have to go to another greater extent to make sure they don't take it that way. And then even still show some kind of remorse at some points during the episodes, whether it's at the end and being like, you know, for all of the victims' families, you know, we we donate some of the proceeds or we do something for them. Something. You know, it's just... That's just a really crazy, crazy. Not to mention the fact that like the family members now have to relive all of this again, 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 and again. again. Not only that too, but remember they found twelve of the people. He admitted to seventeen, so it's still people out there that it's family members that had to see that, and they like we still never even found you know my family members. So it's crazy. Just sad, man. Dude yeah, was a man. wild, sick man. And then not not to mention, not to mention, not to mention that you see the video that Life Jennings posted. Bro, where did he even come from? Where did he even come from? Why did he even come from? What was the point of you even sharing that story? It was just more of like, uh, what the what the fuck are we supposed to do with this information? Wherever you was at, why did you come from there? To hear, right? To say that, yeah. It, your life just, yeah, bro. You're, you're a bozo. I just need you to understand that. What made you be like, yeah, man? I'm gonna go to my social media and share this story about how he was in the cell, feud out for me, and I used to be singing, and he just requested a song. It was like, bro, what? Who? Yeah, uh, again, so it's some weird folks out here, man. Some weird folks like Jennings, you you part of that weird bunch. Come on, bro. That's for sure. That is for sure, Come man. On, bro. Uh and then, you know, we still have some entertainment, but we had to save that of course for Shop Talk because, you know, th- this man knows how to get the streets talking, of course. He knows how to ruffle ruffle everyone's feathers a bit. And um, you know, we all we all say it, you know. We miss the old Kanye. No one likes the new Kanye. But see, I'm gonna turn things over to you because that that's just Shatown native. So that's just Shatown native. So so because you know, I, I feel like it's always best to have the you know the natives get at them first. Mm-hmm. It's like. I don't want to say it's like family, but it's like family. Like, say if you had a family member do something wild. Yeah. Y'all got to get them yep. first before, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And, and how I'm going to get them is, I'm going to do this thing where, you know, I keep my ears to them streets. I keep them clippers to them heads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just you know, what we've been talking about because everybody's been upset. Yeah. So, for this here Shop Talk, if y'all haven't seen it out there, right? 
Kanye recently had like Yeezy season nine event or something like that fashion show. Yeah. And he had people out there modeling and brandishing uh, like garments that had white lives matter on the back of it. I'm gonna just let that sink in for a quick second. White lives matter. And so not only were the models that he chose to use from his Donda Academy school, but y'all know that Kanye has this power where he is able to get people to buy into whatever point he thinks he's proving when he does stuff like this. And so Kanye is a he's a very complex individual. Yeah. You know, people call him a genius. He calls himself a genius. In a lot of ways, he is. But then there, there is, like, you know, I believe he's bipolar. Like, not even self-diagnosed. Like, he was diagnosed when he was, like, five. Never medicated. And I say that to say that people that have ailments like that often have um, tr- trouble with difficulty identifying like certain types of social cues and mm. getting certain points across whatever it comes off a certain way to them in their head and it makes sense but the execution of it is often not quite what people think it is yeah so to that point there are some things that he does sometimes that he hits on and there's some things that he does that he misses on mm-hmm. the worst part about that is that he has such a complex mind and he's been exposed to so much that the things that he hits and misses on are very big things because those yeah. are the only types of things he think about. Right. It's not like a simple concept that you and your friends talking about whatever. It's like, I'm trying to change the world. So I'm going to do this really, really mm-hmm. drastic. I'm a billionaire now. I've got this kind of influence over these people and I'm about to just do this. This is one of those things he did not hit on. Yeah. And wasn't that Lauren Hill's daughter in the picture with him? It, it, it. That that had the White Lives Matter shirt on? Oh my god. It it very well could have been. Oh it. man. Stressful. Stressful. It's it's stressful. Ah. And so even to that point, it's like we remember it was two things before that I wanna draw a comparison to. Because this kind of parallels that it doesn't intersect. The first one, if y'all remember, he was wearing a bomber jacket back in, I don't know, it was a long time ago, like almost 10 years or so ago, whatever. He was wearing a bomber jacket with the Confederate flags, right? Mm-hmm. And then even when he was wearing the MAGA hat, the Make America Great Again hat, that's where he started to lose people. When he, when he initially wore the bomber jacket with the Confederate flag, he was saying that his point in doing that was because he was trying to take away the power of the Confederate flag. Kind of like how people did with the N-word. Like, you know, white people uh, took another, uh, we know, you know, N-E-G-U-S niggas. Yeah. And they, they kind of misconstrued it on purpose, changed it a little bit, and used it as a negative connotation that they used mm-hmm. towards black people. And that word coming from a white person to a black person can only be racist even if you're trying to use it as a term of endearment it can only be racist because it was meant to be a racist term from white people to black people yep non-black people to black people and we took that it doesn't mean the same thing coming from me to you right as it does from a white person to you or me mm-hmm. and so we took we took the meaning back yeah, the difference between that explanation and how he did with the Confederate flag thing was that 
he's just like, well, if the Confederate flag stands for this, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me because I'm black. So it can stand for that all at once, but I'm black, so it don't mean the same type of thing. Even though it's like, you see what you're trying to do, but it still kind of technically does. Right. Because there were black people that, in the South during the Civil War that didn't want the South to lose. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you kind of, yes, it has a slightly different meaning because that is like white American history. Yeah. So kind of, we see the point you were trying to get, but it didn't hit the way that you did. But it's also not as detrimental mm-hmm. as what you ended up doing, putting on that red hat. Because at the point that you did it, and not only that, but you were full-time supportive of Trump for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's like you're not realizing your own power and influence, or rather you are, and the point that you think you've proven by going completely against the grain, you are just not proving it Mm -hmm. You are just not proving it at all. And, you know what I'm saying, before we get, before I even add too much more of your, your opinion into that, I gotta bring in the quote because you know we we seen uh, uh, one of uh, what is his name Tremaine Emery. He's the uh, supreme creative director Tremaine Emery, and he called out Kanye for uh, referencing referencing Virgil in like his IG post. Mm. And um, let me read the Kanye IG post first when he referenced Virgil. He said, spank my hand with the ruler. I'll go sit in the principal's office. Can't we talk about more important things like how late the show was or how Bernard Arnold killed my best friend? Everyone's got a right to an opinion. Right. There's mine. So for one, you referencing Virgil and you saying somebody killed him, which is a very, very brazen statement to say. Yeah. Um, for two, Tremaine Emery has something to say about how Kanye was towards Virgil. I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a reference to that too because I'm glad that this guy said something because nobody would have ever known. Mm. His caption was that I gotta draw the line at you using Virgil's death and you're a yay. Is the victim campaign in front of you as what is this psychophant peanut algorithm gallery? Your best friend Virgil Negro, please. This time last year, you said Virgil's designs are a disgrace to the black community in front of all your employees at Yeezy. Ask Lucette Holland. I got all the receipts. Don't let me get into the things you said about Virgil after his death. Ye tell the people why you didn't get invited to Virgil's actual funeral, the one before Mm. the public one at the museum. Mm. You knew Virgil had terminal cancer and you rolled on him in group chats at Yeezy interviews. You are so broken. Keep Virgil's name out of your mouth. Keep Gabriella K. There's another woman who spoke against him. The stuff okay. that he was doing. Like she was at the fashion show and she was like speaking live as her thoughts were developing about the White Lives Matter stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, "Keep both of their names out of your mouth. You are not a victim. You're just an insecure narcissist that's dying for validation from the fashion world. Mm. Take care. At least we'll always have Uganda." And so, damn, that's a lot. That is, that's a lot. That is, we see Kanye break down and melt down, and we see all of these outbursts and stuff publicly. Mm-hmm. But I can only, I can only assume that as much wild stuff as we see publicly, because we don't see everything privately, that he probably doing wilder shit privately. Yeah, this I, I, yeah, 
I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it, it's crazy because, you know, with with him, you know, opening up about like the stuff that Kanye was actually saying about Virgil. Yeah, there are people that's actually like that. Like they would have so much negative things to say about this person, you know, once they're gone. But uh, well, when they're here, but then like when they're gone. It's kind of like, oh, you know, man, that was my friend. I missed them so much. It's yeah. kind of like they try to yeah. use their death as like something for yeah in the public eye to try to like mourn or like, man, you know, it just and it's like, yay, you ain't been right for years, bro. Like you haven't been right for years. I don't know if you truly seeking the help that you need. He's not at all. He's not. I know he's not because we we would see something different. The crap that just got me the tightest is that not too long ago, and it had been going on for a while, he's been going at Kim Kardashian and her family because of the things that they choose to raise uh, their children. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there for a reason, because Kanye's black, they're not black. Right. And he's like, oh, y'all don't get to control the world over like what happens with my black children, and you're trying to use that as like some type of thing against them. And then you do all of that and turn around, and you have people modeling garments that say white lives matter. What is what is I don't understand. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like whatever 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 way that he can try to explain it, it won't make sense because it can't make sense. It's like whatever you whatever you think you're doing, you need to do something else to try to portray whatever that is. And if what you what you think you're doing is exactly what you are doing, then you just a wild you just a wild nigga. I feel like part of Ye wants to be white. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of stuff that he wants to do that mm-hmm. if he had that white privilege and that he would be able to do. Oh, yeah, of course. He would have been accepted by the fashion world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the barriers musically, he probably would have been been overcame those. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a lot of the wild stuff that he does, he wouldn't be... A hot topic as much because that's kind of regular shit for white people. Wild, wow, like, yeah, Kanye did this, whatever. All right, they're gonna be like, oh, he's a wild guy, he's a bad boy, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, versus him being canceled every other week. And and then, for one, you know, we know cancel culture isn't real, it's not, it's not real. It's but fake. <laughs> for that, for that reason, Kanye is entirely too influential to music, even to fashion, even though he's not as influential as he would like to be. Mm-hmm. Even though he's still very, very influential. He's not as influential as he would like to be. Or he rather, he doesn't have the power that he would like to have in these industries. Um, he's too he's in too deep for both for him to be totally canceled. But, but it is very easy for people like you and I to just not pay him any mind. Very I'm true. Actually, I'm actually kind of upset that I even had to address this in a shop talk. Yeah. Because I'm giving <laughs> because I'm giving him that energy that I know is the same kind of stuff that kind of fuels him to wow mm-hmm. out and do the stuff that he does. Yeah, because it's just it, it's it's kinda like, yo, this is Kanye and y'all it's kinda like folks reaction, it's almost as if like they're surprised by what he does and it's just like, yo, this is who he is. Who he is, man. Like this is who he is. What what else do you expect from Kanye? This is what he but do. to be Kanye. This is this is yeah, this is what he do, this is who he is. And in that case it's just like, bruh 
we just gotta we just gotta just look at it and be like, well, we know mm-hmm. he's gonna wild out if we don't give it that much. Because even giving it negative attention, he gets probably more negative attention for it than he gets positive attention for yeah. it. But that's still shedding light when we don't need to be shedding light on this type of shit. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, y'all know y'all still gonna go out there and cop his Yeezus sneakers and all of that. So y'all yeah. still gonna give the man the money even though y'all might be in an uproar about him being in a White Lives Matter t-shirt. Y'all are still gonna go out and support his brand and all of that. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. Oh, but that man, yay, he needs some help. He needs some help. He needs some help. He needs some help. And, and I mean, if him, I mean, as far as him getting the help, we know that he probably, he has to accept the help. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's people somewhere trying to help him. It's only so much you can do. He's a very powerful man. Yeah. It's hard to influence him to get him the proper help that he needs. But, I mean, if he don't hear it from us right here in the mix, hopefully, hopefully, he keeps his ears to them streets so he can hear this. And I'm going to keep my clippers to them heads. You might need to take your clippers to them because man, he, he, yeah, he just cuts them. Yeah. He do be looking type crazy sometimes. He do. That'll be, that, be a shop talk for his ass. Man, for real. I'm going to let him have it. Like, come on, bro. Real, man. Listen, y'all. We appreciate you guys getting getting in the mix for episode 101, man. We miss y'all. Don't worry. We're going to be back next week with another one because we're going to have our homecoming recaps for y'all as well. And more. Your girl Leah will be back as well as so effing classy. So listen, man. It's your big dog, Kid 6. Shot Town's finest, Carlton, you dig. Leah, a.k.a. the therapist, and always holding things down behind the scenes as always. But she's not here with us, but she's here in spirits. So effing classy, a.k.a. so effing glassy, a.k.a. so effing classy. Until next time, we out of here.